Hello, hello. This is Trixie and the Pussycat. I'm Trixie. And I'm the Pussycat. And we're here to talk to y'all about our adventures in the polyamorous and kink worlds, particularly as black women. We hope to share some insight, pose some questions, and have some laughs. Think of us as your kinky godmothers with a little bit of a wine buzz. A lot of a wine buzz. <laughs> <laughs> I caught you choking. I don't, I don't and like that's it. okay. I don't like it. That's why we have it. our selective jobs. That's why I do my thing and you do your thing because you almost hurt yourself. Look at you. I was really excited about it too. And you just gonna keep it and keep it going. Like that I'm was gonna fucking okay. Keep it. When he edits, I'm gonna tell him to keep it. Why would that you shit. want him to? And keep I only got the what you want. <coughs> that's what I got. Just the end part and the choking. We and were talking about communication around sex. And so the first thing that came to my mind was fucking Spice Girls. But then I choked. You want to sing the song again just so the people know? Uh, tell me what you want, what you really, really want. I'll tell, tell you what I want, want, what I really, really want. Tell me what you want, what you really, really want. I'll tell you what I want, what I really, really want. I want to, 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 that's what that is. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I might get him to cut it out. I might, I might you. not. Why would you do that to me? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I am Trixie, and this is the Pussycat. What the Because I was on the verge of a yawn, and Damn. it just didn't come out. So it just was like. Yeah. The whole entry to this has been <laughs> like. You know, like when they try to put it in and it just hits the wall because they can't figure out what a hole is. That's what this feels like. <laughs> Felt like that one other time in 2016, but we ain't going to talk about that. That's why we're having a whole episode on communicating about sex. I am Trixie once again, and Puss Cat is sitting across from me. We and have she has alcohol. yet another adult beverage. No chocolate milk, no strawberry milk. No milkshakes, no milk straight from a titty sitting right next to her. Just full-on lady drink. <laughs> Why are you looking like that? <laughs> my partner in crime is coming for my life, and I really don't know how I feel. <laughs> I hope you choke, too. Go ahead. <laughs> Shit, I want to be choking on something. <sighs> The it fact that we both decided—it <laughs> has been yeah. a minute since I've properly choked, and I would like to. I agree. I choked a little bit Thursday when I had what I called the best quickie of my life. Mm-hmm. Good ass quickie. This almost feels like a lost episode. I know we came into this with an intention, but it's giving lost episode vibes. We might get them to find it. We, we might. might, depending on where we go from here. Tell me about the best quickie of your life. Okay, so boom. We've been trying to hook up since <clears throat> last weekend and it just wasn't working. So I was like, what you doing tonight? And he was like, I have to pick up my cousin from work so I can literally only do a quickie and that's it. So I was like, oh, damn. Excuse me. Well, we won't we won't worry about this time. Just catch up another time. He was like, as long as I can get out by 1030, I'm good. I was like, okay, cool. So... Spare through, make sure everything in my room was situated, whatever. He ended up texting me at 948. <laughs> at 948 saying I'm outside. 
my phone goes on D and D at nine thirty, so I didn't see it Damn. until ten oh six. I was like, "Fuck!" Hope this nigga outside, and there he was outside. We and like it. We like it. Usually, you know, when we when he comes in, we watch a show or something like that, have a conversation for a minute. Soon as we walk in my room, clothes came off. Mm-hmm. We did. knew what we was here to do. He did that thing where he leans over and grab a titty, and I lower oh, my head. You got to do got lazy side sex. No, <laughs> this is what happened. <laughs> we got him to rise, which doesn't take much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he mostly there when we get there. I just give him head just because he likes it. And I like it too. It's like a gerbil trying to eat a banana. <laughs> and it's so cute. I know I look cute as shit trying to you do, do it. You but anyways. Your eyes be so big. Your cheeks be so puffed. It's so fucking cute. I forgot you saw me sucking yeah, dick. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways. I knew it was time because he leaned over to get the condom out of his pocket. And mm-hmm. while he was leaning, I went ahead and flipped over on my stomach. And he was like, oh, you in my favorite position already. And I was like, yeah, let's get to it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And he, I told you, not on an episode, but in a casual conversation, that I got some tips from your girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And plus, this nigga just be hitting spots. Mm-hmm. So I've been squirting a lot. Mm-hmm. And that's how I said I've secured him for five more years because we already been fucking five years. After that first time, we're gonna fuck five more years. Mm-hmm. After the best quickie ever, we're probably gonna fuck another five years after that. Um, <laughs> I like, but it. got to it. He came and he didn't immediately pull out. He just stayed there for a minute, and then he started moving again. And I was like. You gotta leave now, don't you? And he was like, "It's too fucking good. I can't." Sometimes you just gotta let it soak. So he he ended up changing condoms and um going right back in. I was like, "Nigga, you gonna be late?" And he was like, "Uh, uh-uh, I'm gonna be all right as long as you not." <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I'm glad he changed that condom because any other, if it would have broke or any other would have got out, yeah. Because you know how I am with my birth control pills, mm-hmm. not very good. Um. But yeah, she was good. She was real good. I came so fast because I believe it was just because it's also been a minute too, mm-hmm. and I've been missing it every time. And he has a good time every time, regardless. That's wonderful. <laughs> I don't know where I'm at right now. I feel like intellectually, I want to have sex. Never like, heard that before. What? I know. I know. <laughs> I'm aware. Like intellectually like i want to want to have sex more so than i actually do have we flip-flopped once again we have flip-flopped we can't ever seem to be on the same page except possibly at the parties yeah you know um well you guys don't know sometimes (laughs) we have shift in sex drive so i'm usually the very horny one Mm -hmm. and then i have these periods of time where Susie just runs the fuck away and i'm not horny for a minute and then this one over here is horny as hell (laughs) it's horny as hell and i'm just sitting there like i'll do it because it's there but yeah and my problem is like it's never just there like i don't every sexual encounter that i have had pretty much has been planned 
you know, in a, at least for a while, <clears throat> for a while there. I mean, I have, you know, I have my Sunday schedule, but that's been like out of whack. Yeah. But like, it's a, it's a distance. It's a hike for me to get to the sex or it has to come to me. You know, there's not a, a regular rotation in the same way as it used to be. It's not five minutes away anymore. I'm so gonna... it's been frustrating as hell to ke- for it to catch me. It's like, it's like a car zooming by while people mm-hmm. screaming at you. Like it got to catch me <laughs> at the right fucking moment for me to understand what the hell's happening. And it's been happening like on a Tuesday evening in the middle of me working. I'm having a full blown conversation about non-sexual topics. And all of a sudden she's like, hello. Baby, anyone here for me? And I'm like, no, hey, no, go the fuck away. She's like, "Mm -mm, no, what's up? You rang, (laughs) yeah, you didn't, but you butt dialed me, and that's yeah, it's that. (laughs) It's like I'm butt dialing my sexuality. I didn't call this shit on purpose, but it it showed the fuck up. I'm I'm trying to figure it out because you know, even before I moved up here, um, my Sunday night special. Mr. What the fuck we call this nigga now? Can we change the names? Um, he's the maintenance, maintenance man. man yes, now. he's the maintenance man, the bandit, whatever you want to call it. We've been fucking for five years. We made five years, and like even when we were an hour and a half, a little over an hour away, like it wasn't really hard for us to have sex. I'd just be like, "Hey, you want to come through?" So he would just come down and book a room and we spend the night or he was like, Hey, can you come up here? And I'll just come up here and he'd book a room and we do it. Then, you know, I left you and our other friend in the middle of fucking dinner. Like, yep, gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> that was before we both understood like the severity of it. So I was like, what the fuck this bitch just left me? And I'll get it. Now I get it. I'll be helping you <laughs> grab all your shit to pack. Bitch, <laughs> I got my shit and got the fuck out in the middle of recording. We got to them last five minutes. I was like, oh, he takes me. Horrid. Absolutely <laughs> fucking horrid. It don't, but it's not showing up for me when I want it to lately. You know, even when I've had opportunities the last couple of weeks or so, mm-hmm. it's like my sex drive don't show up to the same places that I do. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? It's like one of those things one of my new friends told me. He was like, yeah, I can be down, but that don't mean I'm going to get up. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> that is the realest shit. Like, I, I can be down, but that, that don't mean, mean I'm going to get up. up. That's kind of like how I feel about when motherfuckers be thinking I'm fucking girls. Like, yeah, I can be down for it. That don't mean I'm going to get up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I would like to think that I'm great at communication. You're better than me at it. But depending on what you're talking about. Depending on what I'm talking about. Because if it's something that I want to talk about, I can tell you flat out, I can give you, like I said, damn near an Excel spreadsheet. Mm -hmm. Because it's some shit that I really want to do. But other than that, I keep it vague. Yeah. And my problem is I can talk about most stuff unless I'm worried it's going to upset somebody. And that's what makes talking about sexuality so hard for me. I can talk about me Mm -hmm. all damn day long. I can talk about you all damn day 
long. Cause she love me. I do love you, <laughs> but I'm talking about you in the generic sense. But like, it's my job to talk about other people. Mm. I could talk about other stuff. I could talk about conflict resolution. I could talk about communication skills. I could throw in an I statement here and there. You know, like I could really do communication. But when it comes to my personal life and not wanting to hurt nobody else's feelings, sex being one of those big topics, I'm like, ooh. And it's crazy because it's it's so easy for me to talk about sex and explain what I want and what I don't like and everything else during sex. But it's the emotions that I suck at. Mm. And we've come to terms with the fact that if I did not have baby tricks, I would be a goddamn brick wall. Yes. (laughs) Yes, you probably would. Because I still kind of am, but she brings it out of me. Mm-hmm. She's a very emotional soul. That was my fault. I, we didn't. We ain't right. never had sex she with is, each other, but that is half my child. Your child. <laughs> she is a bucket of fee-fees. <laughs> Baby tricks the cat. <laughs> and I'm so black and white with things. Mm-hmm. And it's so hard. Like, I'm, I'm better at it now, but she's also good at explaining her emotions. Mm-hmm. Even if it's still like some old six-year-old shit, mm-hmm. she said what she said. She and said this is how I'm feeling. with her chest. <laughs> like, and this is how I'm feeling. I don't care if it's valid or not. It's how I'm feeling. I don't think you should have raised your voice at me, Ma, because it hurt my feelings. And I don't think you meant to do that, but I'm telling you that how it occurred and i'm like well damn like you still fucking grounded but i get what you're saying all right baby trixie cat <laughs> yeah and that's I want, a new name baby trixie cat i love it <laughs> i want a little bit of that i want a little bit of that six-year-old boldness sometimes of being able to just say what the hell i feel because i feel it I mean, but everything in her head is like centered around her and mm-hmm. mommy, and mm-hmm. that's it. She don't give a fuck about anything else. I mean, she cares because she's empathetic and she's sympathetic to the extent that a six-year-old can be. Yeah, but at the same time, it's her emotions over everybody else's. So she has that advantage. She may grow out of it. She might, but I want some of that back. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just a little bit. Being able to to really focus and center my feelings. Um, so this, this came up in therapy recently, um, Virginia Satir did an emotion focused therapy model and she talks about communication stances and communication stances are based on whether or not you take into account three things, which are yourself, others, and the context. And I'm really, really good (laughs) at taking into account context Mm -hmm. and others. I am not really good at taking into account myself. Not consistently. Yeah. All three of them at the same time, not consistently. Um, so what will end up happening is sometimes I won't take any of them into account. I'll be talking about all the other shit over there. Very irrelevant. Yeah. It has nothing to do with anything, but we're just going to be talking for the sake of talking. Yeah. Sometimes I will take in consideration myself and only myself because I don't push myself too fucking far. And then I'm in blamer stance. It's like everybody else is a fucking problem. <laughs> you don't do that often, though. It's very, very. Because rare. I will check you on that if you did. Because, you know, I hate that shit. But I, I rarely see it from you. I appreciate that from you. What's more likely to happen is placator. Which is when you take into account others in the context, but not yourself. So that's where I, I'll, I'll accept it. You know, like I'm really not feeling it. You know, it's not doing it for me, but it makes you happy. So let's do that. 
I cannot do that again. <laughs> I know how it looks on other people. And I'm pretty damn sure that's exactly how it looks on me. Because you've seen me do it. Yeah. And, and you've I seen how it. miserable I was. I hated seeing that on you. I hate seeing it on anybody. But I'm recognizing that sometimes I do that to myself. Mm-hmm. You do. I do. <laughs> I need to do better with that. You do. We're going to get there. I mean, shit, I do it in some in some ways, too. Mm-hmm. Mainly me. <sighs> finding like the ideal partner mm-hmm. that don't get jiggy with the shit that I get jiggy with. Mm, and just settling. Yeah. And I'm trying not to do that as of late. Yeah. For me, it's a matter of being able to clearly communicate my wants and my dislikes and my boundaries and still leaving room for the fact that they change. You know what I mean? I think that's where I struggle when it comes to communication about sex is because it's not black and white for me. It's nothing's ever black and white for me. So I have a hard time. I appreciate that about you. Thank you. (laughs) I try really hard, but that's where I get caught up is because I think of like boundaries as walls. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? And when you set a wall in place to build this goddamn house, you can't just decide you don't want it there on a Tuesday and put it back on a Thursday. It doesn't work like that. Look, some people will use boundaries against you and set out hard ass rules and try mm-hmm. to dictate shit and call it boundaries. And my attempts to not do that, I think I end up forgetting to put up walls at all. Mm-hmm. Can't have a house with no walls. I on. know. I'm just sitting in an empty field. <laughs> like, <laughs> you got a foundation, if that. Yeah, I think I do. I think I have a pretty strong foundation now for relationships and what I want, but like you need walls. I need fucking walls. Damn it. You're gonna be cold and you're gonna feel all the elements that you don't want to feel. Maybe like I need to reframe it. Like if I set up some walls, but I decide I don't want to be in that room no more. Like I can have more than one room and this room we do a little BDSM in this room. (laughs) It's quite vanilla in this room. You know, it's something else, but I I keep looking at it like I got to make a decision and it's got to be all one thing. And if I can't accept that it's all that one thing, then I don't know how to set that wall up. And that's going to get that's going to get on my head soon. Yeah. And you're making me think about the fact that you saying you really can't see it. Everything in black and white is bigger than that. And, you know, like I said, I'm a very black and white person. Mm-hmm. So I don't mind telling somebody, hey, so I don't like this, this and that. And I'm not really I'm not really scared if it's going to hurt their feelings or not, because it's how I'm feeling. I need them to know. Mm-hmm. And then we'll handle it from there. Right. And sometimes that bites me in the ass, mm-hmm. mainly because of my delivery. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think sometimes like whereas I'm, whereas I'm a little too flexible on certain things, you're not always flexible enough in areas that you wish you could be. Mm-hmm. Like because there are certain situations you go into it like dead set. I don't want a relationship. I don't want this from you. I don't want that. I just want X, Y, Z and that's it. Yep. And then a couple months down the road, you're like, it would be nice. And we just, you know, and and then I don't want to talk about it because I've already set these other expectations. That's my point. And I don't feel like having that discussion again because we already made it like that before. And this is what it is. It worked for me in two previous relationships because mm-hmm. I actually tried with those. Anything else, I either still don't see a point in being in a relationship with that person or I just keep it to myself until they fuck something up. 
and I have an escape. Yeah. Like they opened up that exit door for me. So I don't even have to have this conversation. I don't have to talk to them about how I'm feeling about them for real, for real. Mm-hmm. They piss me off. It's time to go. Right. And you have an out because you've never muddied the waters by changing your mind or rearranging the walls. Just like recently <laughs> when I was about to block this nigga. Yeah. <laughs> and like I said, I don't know if that, that definitely doesn't work for me. I know that's not my style, but so we had talked about the fact that I am a therapist, but also I do therapy because I deal with mental health disorders myself. So the most recent time that this communication issue regarding sex in particular came up is because my depression showed back up. Mm-hmm. Um, depending on when we release these episodes, y'all may or may not notice that there's a large gap between yeah. <laughs> when we recorded. Eventually, we're going to start doing it like we record every week and drop it every week. But right now, there's so much stuff going on with our schedules and mm-hmm. lives that we have to put this shit out in bulk. <laughs> yeah, we had to. And so that's part of why we record in bulk. Sometimes we may do two or three episodes in one day because we have to take into account that mental health will come up for both of us at any given point. So over the last month, neither one of us were really in the mental state to record. Mm-mm. We have more than enough content to still release once a week without it being a disruption of our schedule. But that was what was going on for me. And because yeah. how I feel and what I'm capable of doing and what I want to deal with regarding anything in my life, including sex and sexuality, it changes when my mental health is at play. Yeah. So I have to learn how to have conversations, not only about sex because of sex, but also about sex when it comes to how I'm feeling emotionally, which I know is such a phase. <laughs> how, if I already struggle with setting boundaries and communicating those boundaries about anything in general, because I'm worried it's going to change. How do I go about doing that with something I know for a fact is going to change my mood? It's hard and it's scary. It is. Hell, it was scary again. Just you explaining it. Yeah. (laughs) Felt it coming up in my chest. Like I'm, I'm finding that. I almost want to be more flexible instead of less so. Like, I want to just go with the flow of the moment. I don't want to commit to a damn thing. I don't want to commit to... But you like commitment. I love commitment, which is why this is stupid. But complete (laughs) opposite, because I really don't like it. But I don't want to commit to engaging in any sexual behavior. I don't want to commit to playing. I don't want to, like... We have a party coming up, but it's coming up in a couple of weeks. And I'm like, good. That shit <laughs> snuck up on me because I still don't have shit to wear. <laughs> I don't know where I'm sleeping because I realize I sleep while and I snore. And I don't want your boyfriend to be uncomfortable. I can sleep with you if that's what it comes down to. But I booked the room just in case. And then, like, I was supposed to get something for my birthday, but it might end up being on the night of the party. So I may have a free room for that. So I don't know. I just know, once again, I'm going to be late. Yeah, but my fine, you always late, but my- I be having shit to do. I be having a nigga to do. Um. What I'm finding <laughs> is that when it comes down to committing to engaging in with certain people in certain ways, I don't want to do that. I want to show up and see what happens because moment to moment, day by day, how I'm feeling is going to be different. I don't want to 
call my girlfriend or my boyfriend up and say, yeah, I miss you. I haven't had sex in a minute, which is true. I want to have sex right now. That's true. And then you show up and I'll be like, actually, don't touch me, please. And thank you. I'm feeling real tender in my soul. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't want to get anybody's hopes up that they're going to engage in certain ways with me. And then I show up in that space and I'm like, mm -mm, actually, no. You know, sometimes I just push through if I already committed to fucking somebody. I just like, okay, I, I invited you over because you a nigga that I actually like being in my house. So I will cry. <laughs> I will yeah, legitimately you, cry. She really will cry. Like she's done it. I have. And it's uncomfortable. I've had people describe it as like, I, <laughs> I traumatized those people. It wasn't in my intention. But like, I really wanted to do this for them because placator. <laughs> and then I couldn't. And then now I'm a bawling, snotty mess. That's not attractive to anyone. And it's also going to ruin my prospects for future dicks and pussy appointments. I have never cried during a dick appointment. I've shed a tear, but that's because the dick was hitting so good. But just crying because oh. I realized I didn't want to be there. I've never done that. I have, and it scared some people because I don't want anyone to confuse that. I would be that. scared, too. I would be scared, too. <laughs> I, I don't want anybody to think, like, oh, God, did I actually sexually assault her? No, you didn't. I've been there. I know what that feels like, too. That's not this. This is me not being honest with myself that I couldn't take it right now. And instead of being just saying that because I'm a fucking pussy <laughs> sometimes, I went ahead and pushed through, and I'm not built like that. So I've learned not to let myself get to those situations nearly as often. And only times they do is usually with people I've known for a very long time. I trust them. They understand this and they're mm -hmm. not going to take it personal. But, but <laughs> I've wish, wish washed it to another dimension where I just don't commit to anything at all when I'm feeling some type of way. And no communication happens. They're like, you, you don't want to, you haven't called as much. That's the shit I'm talking about. Like, you haven't said anything. I don't know if you want to <laughs> see me. And I'm like, I don't know either. I don't know either. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea how long this is going to last, but I will catch you on the flip side. Like, that's Bruh. fucked up. That's fucked up. I don't even do that. I'm in relationships now. When I wasn't in a relationship, this was fine. I mean, I do have 198 unread messages in my phone. Yeah, you be picking and choosing who you want to deal with and when. I mean, the people that I'm dealing with now are people that actually did something to keep my attention, like calling and having a conversation with me outside of, hey, what you doing? Hey, what you doing? Hey, what you doing? Ugh. Hey, what you doing? Well, they fucked my soul out of my body. So that's three. <laughs> now you got horcruxes. <laughs> <laughs> three, maybe four people right now right. who have my attention to the point where they don't have to worry about being left on read or me even forgetting the conversation because one is somebody that I met on fit like that I've already been interested in since my last relationship. The other one is somebody I've been fucking for five years. Another one that you watched him fuck the soul out of my body and he had did. Me I collected a, it and stuck it in a pouch. Had me in a chokehold for a minute. I'm I'll give it so back to glad you that shit point. got loosened. <laughs> And then somebody right now that just gives me like the conversations and everything that I need. The issue that I have is what happens when the people around me have done everything it takes 
to get my attention, to keep my attention, to be the person that I regularly engage with, because they have. And it has nothing to do with them. It's me at that moment is not my regular version of myself. So it doesn't matter that they did all those things. Depressed me is a whole nother bitch. I mean, if they love you and they care about you enough, they know how depressed you get. How depressed you functions. You how know How depressed you interacts. And I don't get upset if I don't hear from depressed you. I will call and check on you. And if I can hear it in your voice that you don't want to be fucking bothered, I'll just leave you alone for a minute. But I've also known you almost eight years. And that's the difference. You have met depressed me before. Mm-hmm. We have gotten through those periods. I've met depressed you too. Like you met super depressed me one time. And you were <laughs> fucked up about it. Yeah, I was just because I couldn't get to you. But yeah, you've met that version of me. And we've come past that and we've been able to talk about it. My concern is with any new person that I met, mm-hmm. that they haven't met that version of me yet. Like you never know whether somebody can handle it until they've already gotten through it. You don't know. So I'm in the coming out of it phase. Thank God. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> but, but that was scary there for a second to think like, oh no, this is exactly what you were afraid of when it comes to getting a relationship. But you date people who are understanding of what's going on, especially especially your boyfriend, because my personality and his personality align and our thought process does too. Mm-hmm. So if you were to say, hey, I'm feeling depressed, I can't talk right now, then it You're is right. what it is. You're right. They're great. They are amazing. I just have to get better, not just in sex, but also in emotion with communicating that I am depressed. And that's on me. You'll figure it out. <laughs> We done had an actual get legitimate, there. serious conversation. It did not start this way, but thank y'all for riding with us <laughs> on that. <laughs> outlines don't even matter right now. No, this is Trixie and the Pussycat. We'll talk to y'all later. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.